Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 136 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Julie Lerman. Julie is a Microsoft Regional Director, Docker Captain, and a long-time Microsoft MVP, who now counts her years as a coder in decades. She makes her living as a coach and consultant to software teams around the world. You can find Julie presenting on entity framework, domain-driven design, and other topics at user groups and conferences around the world. Judy blogs at thedatafarm.com, is the author of the highly acclaimed programming entity framework books, the MSDN magazine data points column, and popular videos on pluralsight.com. So Judy, can I ask you to expand on that bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Oh, you didn't prepare me for that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's my favorite topic, of course. Well, I am self-employed. I've been self-employed for a good 30 years. So I had been working as a programmer and other tasks for about four, five years before I went on my own. And I work from home. I live in Vermont in the U.S., which is in the Northeast. It's very, very snowy out right now, although the sun's out. Lots of snow on the ground. It's beautiful. And the coaching is, you know, a lot of what I do now. I try to balance it between coaching, which, you know, others might call it consulting or mentoring, but it's more about bringing my years of experience to teams that don't have somebody on the team that has, you know, so much experience, as old as me. (laughs) (laughs) So how how did you get into coaching? How did that come about? That's just something that evolved over the years as people got to know me more and more. And it's also, you know, I was doing Pluralsight and I was writing books. So I was already teaching people and I was speaking at conferences. So people started asking me to come and do training for them, which I didn't really like doing just because you have to prepare something generic, really, and you don't know how that's going to work for them. I really, it's even worse to do public training, right? Because everybody's got different needs. Yeah. But going into a particular company, what I found is so much more effective is just sitting down and finding out what their concerns and their problems are and helping them work through that stuff. So what I've done with people who have contacted me to come and do training at their companies, I've said, you know, why don't you go watch my Pluralsight videos because all the regular plain Jane stuff is in there. And then if you want me to come in and fill in blanks, then I'll come in and do that. But it's not, you know, stand in front of the room training. Okay. Judy, can you perhaps share a career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they may not know and should? Well, one of the things, actually, this came up at one of my coaching gigs when I ended up meeting with all of the teams at once. I hope I wasn't 
too harsh on them, but having listened to what was going on there, one of the really important pieces of advice that I gave them was to take responsibility for their own career and for their learning. Because a lot of people were just doing what they'd always been doing. And they were so unaware of what was going on in the wider world and in newer technologies and updates of the technologies that they were using. So I thought, you know, it's a combination of the company should also be invested in that. But I think if you it's your career and you care about that, I think it's more something that you should take responsibility for, making sure you're learning what you want to learn. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. I, I do very much share that opinion. It is your career. Um, the company, when you look after it so far, it's, it's there after somebody or to develop your career in a direction that suits them. But really, you need to consider your own needs as much as the company's. Yeah. So, Julie, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? You know, that's hard to pick from with 30-plus years. <laughs> okay. Um, what I thought of when I saw this, the first thing that popped into my head wasn't the worst thing I had done, like, you know, deployed the bad thing and created chaos or something like that. It really was a terrible, it felt like something terrible that happened to me. Um, but looking back on it, I'm really proud of how I dealt with it. It's happened to me two times, actually, when I was moving on from, this is back when I was employed, when I was moving on from a job where they really just were holding me back and I'd found an opportunity that was going to let me grow. And why I think of this as these terrible moments is because in both cases, the people who were really in charge, the boss's boss's boss, they tried to scare me. They were really mean and scary to me, trying to make me feel guilty for leaving. You know, first they like started offering me a little more money and, and you know, offering me the promotion I should have gotten anyway. And I'm <laughs> right. thinking it was too little, too late. But when, when I said thanks, but no thanks, then they really got angry and aggressive. And, you know, I was in my 20s and that was, you know, again, thinking back on that, I'm like really proud that I kind of stood my ground and didn't buckle. And these were both, in both cases, men that I really looked up to, kind of like father figures to me. So it's just really the first thing that popped into my mind when when I saw this question about my worst moment. Yeah. Did you take anything away from that experience in particular? I think it was a lot about trusting myself and trusting my instincts. And, you know, I knew that I was heading to a better scenario, something that was right for what I needed to do. And also, you know, keeping my head on my shoulders, um, you know, not arguing back with them, but just sucking it up and getting through the moment yeah. and then and then moving on. 
I just said uh, you knew you had an exit, so you only had to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> survive for so long. And one of those scenarios, the guy was an ex-Navy SEAL. Can you imagine right. how scary that yeah. could be? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so it's, you know, looking back on that and, you know, a long time ago, yeah, I kind of pat myself on the back because I don't think of myself as somebody who's kind of got all that gumption. So, Julie, moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Again, with a preface, this isn't like standard career stuff for a lot of people, but for me, I think it was the day that my first book that I'd ever written came to my house and I held it in my hands because up until then it had only ever been Word files. And I think that was something that I was, I, I'm still, I was, I don't recall ever being more proud of something than that. Yeah, I suppose it's it's seeing something that's actually that you've created and then you can actually physically hold in your hand. I think that's that's the key about that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so many little things bring me that kind of joy. You know, when I help another developer have their aha moment of something that was hard for them to use. Or even today, I was talking to a client who's using a legacy app and she had asked for a little tweak that um, she like said, I should ask you this 10 years ago, but I just thought to ask you finally. And today she said, it is saving us so much time already, this little thing that you did for us. Thank you so much, right? I, just those are constant, right? But I think the, the book was a standout from even those. So Julie, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? Just the fact that it's so open-ended right now. There's so much exciting stuff. Like things are really opening up with in new directions with, uh, you know, the IoT and machine learning and artificial intelligence and big data and, you know, and all of the possibilities that these things lead to. It's just never ending, but this is a new level, I think, of opportunities and for people to use their talents and really push their own limits and and maybe not be limited, right? Not be limited by the opportunities that are available to them. Sure. I mean, you've mentioned a number of different things there. Is there any one that just sort of really excites you in particular or anything you're you're particularly interested in? Oddly, so many of those things are interconnected. The the big data, the machine learning, the artificial intelligence, and the IoT, they're like totally interconnected. So, um, you know, I, I think of them really as a group. And then all the cloud platforms and how they're taking the redundancy out of our hands, like stuff that we don't need to deal with. Like just as a tiny little example, serverless computing, which is, you know, it's on somebody else's server. But I just focus on the code. I don't have to worry about deployment. I don't have to worry about infrastructure, Think you know, things like that. So that also, instead of getting stuck on the stuff that you don't care about, right, I think a lot of these, these cloud platforms are just enabling 
so much more. So giving developers the ability to really not have their focus be distracted with these other things all the time so they could do that much more and explore that much further. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. Like the speed dating round. Indeed, yeah. (laughs) So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well, I never really had that moment. My career in IT really just evolved. I never explicitly chose it. I headed off to college thinking that I wanted to be a chemical engineer, right? I was good with nerdy things, of course. And I took one programming class while I was there, Um, you know, and I, I saw that it was kind of a natural for me, but it was never something that I explicitly chose to do. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Uh, This is an easy one. It was actually somebody else's answer to the best career advice she ever received and had passed it along, which is praise publicly, criticize privately. Yes. No, that's good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Speaks to me. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? It's really hard for me not to think that I would not continue to do back-end type of work. I mean, I really love that kind of problem-solving and working on that. That's a really hard question. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've had some time to think about it. But I really, I, I, I just don't know. Maybe it's my nature not to plan like that right? Just see, kind of, you know, I follow my path. I think, oh, I wish I had time to do machine learning more. I wish I had time to play with my little IoT starter kit. I really just don't know. Okay. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Uh, This also is something I think that's driven by where I'm at in my life right now. Sure. Um, I focus on, first of all, because of the work that I do, um, I do a lot of, you know, teaching and coaching and speaking at conferences, although that's work, not my billable work, uh, but things like that. And it's really important for me to stay relevant. And in order to do that, I need to keep learning, learning about new things. And so I have to keep finding ways to be inspired. That's not a difficult things thing to do, right? There's there's so much to learn, um, and so many things that that interest me. But sometimes I do have to remind myself when I'm kind of stuck in a rut, like, oh, you know, I was curious about this other thing that I was reading about the other day. Let let me go just play with it a little bit. And another thing I think that's been really important for me lately, and again, this comes from my many years uh, in the industry, is getting taking advantage or looking for opportunities to share some of my wisdom that I've gained over the years, as opposed to just, you know, what's the syntax for this particular code. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? You know, I think it's my liberal arts 
degree that I got in college. I went to a liberal arts college. It was a history major, right? And I took all kinds of courses. I took one programming class back then. Of course, there weren't so many back in those days. But it really gave me a head for broad thinking and thinking out of the box and creative thinking. And Judy, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Absolutely. I think one of the things that helps me a lot, and I hear a lot of a lot of others relay this as well, is how to deal when you're really stuck on a problem. And personally, I find walking away from the computer helps so much because you get into a spiral when you're just sitting there not finding an answer, not finding an answer, not finding an answer. And sometimes, you know, lucky me, I go for a dog walk or something. And so often, you know, my head just starts kind of floating around the ideas. It's that creative thinking, right? And and I uh, so often come to those aha moments or, oh, you know, I haven't tried this yet, you know? So I think trying to encapsulate that would be, do, you know, if you need to walk, just walk away from the computer, even if it's mentally, you know, go over and, well, you know, not go ahead for Twitter or YouTube or something like that, because that just, <laughs> that doesn't allow you to do any creative thinking, but walk away and give your your brain a chance to relax. I think that really helps enormously. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Oh, um, well, I have a website called thedatafarm.com. I blog occasionally on it. I used to blog, oh my gosh, back in the day, so much, so much, but now I'm, I'm more likely to tweet. So Twitter is a really good place to find out what I'm up to. And my Twitter handle is Julie Lerman. And I think through there, you can uh, find any other channels to, to get to me and find out what I'm doing, what I'm up to. Julie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Oh, it's a pleasure, Phil. Really uh, appreciate the opportunity. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group you'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.